Howdy, and welcome to Wise About Texas, the podcast about Texas history. Now, the normal production schedule is every other Monday, but this is a bonus episode for you. It's Thanksgiving week, 2015, and I wanted to give you a little Thanksgiving history with a Texas twist, of course. Now, the traditional first Thanksgiving story involves the pilgrims celebrating their first harvest in the New World in 1621. Numerous other of the eastern states claimed Thanksgiving celebrations at various times in the 1600s, and several of the original colonies celebrated Thanksgiving before the 1800s. Several presidents also called for Thanksgiving celebrations. George Washington called for the first National Day of Thanksgiving in 1789. But if you've learned one thing from this podcast, it's that Texas is different, and Thanksgiving is no exception. So today we're going to go all the way back to 1541, that's right, 1541, way before the Pilgrims in Plymouth, and get wise about Texas. In 1540, the Spanish explorer Francisco Vasquez de Coronado led an expedition of about 1,500 men north from Mexico City looking for gold. In the spring of 1541, the expedition was camped near Paladura Canyon up in the panhandle of Texas and they celebrated a Eucharistic Thanksgiving. Now, whether this was a special service or just the celebration of the Feast of the Ascension is not known, but this event was commemorated as the first Thanksgiving by the Texas Society of the Daughters of American Colonists. In 1959, they placed a marker in Paladura Canyon at a river crossing. Incidentally, that service was celebrated by Fray Juan de Padilla, who was a Franciscan missionary, And in 1544, he became the first Christian martyr in the United States and in Texas. So let's fast forward to 1597. In 1597, a man named Juan de Oñate, who had developed some mines in San Luis Potosí, wanted to lead an expedition into what is now Texas, and which at that time was unexplored, not only Texas, but also northern Mexico. Oñate sent a man named Vincente de Zaldivar to blaze a wagon trail from southern Chihuahua to what is now El Paso. That trail today is a modern highway, by the way. Now think about that. If you're the guy who has to blaze the trail for the guy who's leading the expedition, you must have been really tough. And as you might imagine, it was not easy. Zaldivar was even captured by the Indians at one point, but he did manage to get the trail blazed because Oñate led 500 people north across the Chihuahua Desert starting in March of 1598. It's also said that they had 7,000 head of livestock, which is hard to believe, but maybe they did. Apparently, they had seven days of rain, followed by excessively dry weather. They also ran out of food about five days from the Rio Grande and were scrounging roots and vegetation to eat. Now remember, this is the Chihuahuan Desert of northern Mexico, And I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I have seen part of it, and there is nothing growing in that area. So they were in a bad way. Well, they finally made the Rio Grande near present-day El Paso, and the river saved everyone from dying of thirst. In fact, uh, some of the records of the expedition say that two horses drank so much water so fast that their stomachs actually burst, and two other horses drowned in the river trying to just gulp as much water as they could. The expedition rested there for 10 days, and Oñate ordered a day of thanksgiving to celebrate the survival of the expedition. They had a mass and they had a big meal. One participant described the meal as roasting meat and fish over a great bonfire, enjoying the best meal they'd ever had. So essentially, in 1598, 
the first Thanksgiving in Texas was a great big barbecue. Also at the feast, Oñate read what is called La Toma, which means the taking, and declared all the land drained by the Rio Grande to belong to King Philip II of Spain. Now, if you think about it, this was one of the big important dates in the history of the continent of North America because it marked the beginning of Spanish colonization in the southwest part of what is now the United States. After the Thanksgiving feast, Oñate continued up the Rio Grande and settled near Santa Fe, which had already been established at that time. The English settlers didn't get here for a while, but the Spanish had already established themselves and we'd already had a barbecue in Texas by the time the Pilgrims arrived. Now, in 1842, Sam Houston was president of the Republic of Texas and decided that Texas needed to be thankful, so he declared a day of Thanksgiving for March the 2nd, which, as you'll recall, was the day that Texas declared independence, and it also happened to be Sam Houston's birthday. He asked Texans to be thankful uh, and to have a day of Thanksgiving to, quote, render evidence of national blessings and a profound belief in Almighty God. So in 1842, we had another day of Thanksgiving. Now later, there were a couple other governors who made proclamations relating to Thanksgiving. In 1848, shortly after Texas had become a state, Governor George Wood proclaimed a regular day of Thanksgiving for the first Thursday of December, but that didn't last very long. Two years later, in 1850, Governor Peter Hansborough Bell decided to move the holiday. Now, I want to mention a little something about Governor, Governor Bell so you'll know who you're dealing with. He was from Virginia and came to Texas to fight for independence, sort of like Benjamin Cromwell Franklin from episode one. He fought under Henry Carnes at San Jacinto. Now, do you remember Henry Carnes from episode three? He's the one who ran off the Mexican cavalry with only his pistol right before the Battle of Concepcion. Anyway, Bell went on to fight with Jack Hayes as a Texas Ranger, as well as fighting in the Mexican War. He served as governor of Texas and elected in 1849 and also elected in 1851. Then he resigned right before the end of that second term to take a seat in the U.S. Congress that had become vacant by the death of a congressman. Later, he married the daughter of a wealthy planter from North Carolina and ended up moving to her plantation. He was originally buried on that plantation, but in 1930, he and his wife were reinterred in the state cemetery in Austin. So he had a great career in the service of Texas. Anyway, Governor Bell decided to move Texas Thanksgiving back to March and declared the first Thursday in March as a day of Thanksgiving. Now, there's no rule that there can only be one Thanksgiving day as far as I'm concerned, so I'm going to say that we should be celebrating the first Thursday in March as a day of Thanksgiving in Texas. Abraham Lincoln started our modern Thanksgiving with a proclamation in 1863 declaring a day of Thanksgiving for the last Thursday in November. Now, that proclamation being made in 1863 did not apply to Texas or any other Confederate state, but after the war was over, Texas went along with the last day of November Thanksgiving. Something interesting happened, though, in 1939 when FDR was president. He decided that Thanksgiving should be the fourth Thursday rather than the last Thursday. Now, why does this matter? Well, it matters because some have said that the president of the Macy's department store convinced Roosevelt to move up the holiday one week earlier in the event that there, that there were five Thursdays in November so people could Christmas shop a little bit sooner. Back then, it was considered inappropriate to advertise Christmas shopping before Thanksgiving, and I believe that it still is, by the way. In response to the change, many Republicans of the time declared Roosevelt's change an insult to President Lincoln and started calling the Fourth Thursday Declaration 
Roosevelt's Thanksgiving, or as they sometimes called it, Franksgiving. In Texas, we celebrated two Thanksgivings in 1939, and we continued to celebrate the last Thursday as Thanksgiving, rather than that fourth Thursday, Franksgiving. In fact, even after Congress passed, U.S. Congress passed a national bill declaring the fourth Thursday as Thanksgiving, Texas still celebrated the last Thursday of November as Thanksgiving. In fact, Texas was the last holdout on that issue, and finally, in 1957, the Texas legislature passed a bill declaring the fourth Thursday in November as the official state holiday. Now, that's all pretty humorous, except for the Christmas part. That's serious, and I don't want any listeners decorating for Christmas before this coming Friday. Also, the legislature's 1957 bill declared a state holiday. It didn't expressly invalidate Governor Bell's 1850 proclamation. I looked up the 1957 bill. It was Senate Bill 89 from the 55th regular session of the Texas legislature, and it doesn't even mention Governor Bell's proclamation. It does repeal any conflicting laws, but the government's proclam- the governor's proclamation in 1850 wasn't really a law. So I'm going to say that Texas has two Thanksgivings. So let's celebrate Thanksgiving this coming Thursday, but let's do it again on the first Thursday of March. Now, I invited listeners to send in their favorite Texas Thanksgiving traditions either on the Wise About Texas Facebook page or by tweeting at Wise About Texas. Of all the responses, the most popular tradition was, uh, was football by a wide margin, which makes sense, this being Texas. I also heard from folks who liked some barbecue with their turkey. Uh, one individual wanted a big red with Thanksgiving dinner. Lots of votes for bluebell ice cream and many from the Houston area for good company pecan pie. My favorite, though, was from my good friend David Patton in Houston, whose favorite Thanksgiving tradition is sharing the story of the first Thanksgiving with his family after a grateful prayer. After this episode, though, that story's going to have to change a little. So let's talk a little bit about getting there. This is the part of the show where I like to tell you how to go see some of the places we mentioned in the episode. Now, the 1959 marker, which commemorated that original 1541 Day of Thanksgiving from Coronado, no longer exists. It was placed at a river crossing in what is now Paladura Canyon State Park. So if you go to Paladura Canyon State Park and find a crossing or two on the river, you might be at the spot, but you'll certainly be near the spot where Coronado celebrated Thanksgiving in 1541. El Paso hosts a celebration in the spring commemorating Oñate's Thanksgiving feast. And you can go to the El Paso Mission Trail Association page on Facebook or visit elpasomissions.com and it'll give you some information about the annual celebration of Oñate's first Thanksgiving. And it's usually held in April each year. The only place left to go from this episode is wherever you're happiest celebrating Thanksgiving this Thursday. I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving full of family, food, and fun. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode, and until next time, God bless you and yours this Thanksgiving. God bless Texas, and we'll see you down the road.